Hey, y'all, and welcome to season two of the Silver Spoon Podcast. I'm your host, Kennedy Alsop, and to kick it off, we have an extra special interview for you here today. Please note that this interview was recorded prior to the rebranding of the Silver Spoon Podcast, and prior to that rebranding, we were known as Financially Whole. So if you hear mention of Financially Whole throughout this interview, just know it's synonymous with the Silver Spoon. Enjoy. And this week, I'm so excited to have a special guest with us, Miss Khadija Honesty. Uh, so Khadija <laughs> is making a huge impact as the founder of Soul Tree a lifestyle brand that's a true inspiration to women everywhere. Her journey to becoming a successful entrepreneur with her own lifestyle brand, despite facing significant challenges, including homelessness and the premature birth of her daughter, is a true testament to her determination, her resilience, and honestly, her commitment to her goals. Khadija uses her experiences to fuel a passion for helping others, through her self-care workshops and handmade clay jewelry, some of which I'm proudly wearing today. Yeah. <laughs> um, she inspires women and single mothers to prioritize self-care and soul care, making a positive impact on her community and beyond. So here at Financially Whole, we're all about pouring into ourselves. So I'm so excited to have Khadija here to tell us a little bit more about herself, her story, her journey, and to teach us maybe a thing or two about how to pour into ourselves. Thank you so much for being here. Love it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, awesome. So we'll go ahead and just dive right in. So we hear, you know, a little bit of your story here in the bio, but can you tell us a little bit more about the origins of your business? You know, how did you get started and really what was the inspiration for you? Um, yeah, so like you stated in my bio, the origin of my brand, I think in, in a lot of ways have been developing for a long time. Um, I've always been super creative. I've always been, um, you know, beating to my own drum a little bit. (laughs) Um, so I'm, I went to art school. Um, I was really big into like fashion and things like that. So Um, I think it's been developing over time and I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. Um, and I knew that I wanted it to be something that was really helping other people Mm -hmm. Um, but also being able to wake up and do things that I love and not just yeah. like wake up and go to work. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. feel that. I feel that 100%. That's um, awesome. Yeah, so I think like also, like I said, like being a millennial, I saw um, my household work really hard, a lot of hours, mm-hmm. but not really love what they did. Yeah. Um, so I think <laughs> as a kid, I just was like, no, I don't want to do that. But I did get the, you need to work hard, though, um, bug out of it. Um, So, yeah, like I said, I went to school. I went to art school for fashion, retail, management, and marketing. Okay. I didn't go to school for design because at that time, I don't think millennials had changed the world. Yeah, I feel you. (laughs) So I was like, I don't want to be like a starving artist. I want to -hmm. learn how to make my art into a business. Yeah. Um, So that was sort of my path. So I think it's been developing over time, but definitely when um, I graduated college, I um, went into my my field of retail and I was where I wanted to be, you know, um, at 24. And then once I got pregnant and um, had my daughter premature, so she was born at 23 weeks. Um, She was one pound. Wow. she was not living the first 13 minutes of her life. So she definitely is a miracle. Yeah, truly. Um, I had a lot of peace at that time because I believe that God showed me that she would overcome this situation. So um, getting peace and having peace in my decisions and um, through my circumstances is a huge silver lining I think probably it will be a silver lining in 
things that we talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, her being premature and having to make a decision um, to be there for her as a mom or my career right. was a devastating um, yeah. choice to make. Yeah, truly. But it was it was an easy one. Mm-hmm. Um, and without family support, I did lose everything. I lost mm-hmm. my home and I ended up um, having to go live with family and that just didn't work out so I ended up homeless. Mm. And um, that was a, a long six months. Yeah, yeah, no, I could imagine. <laughs> and when you're in it, uh, it wasn't, it didn't feel like as much as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, but I did accumulate a lot of trauma yeah. in that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was um, grateful enough to have um, someone be able to like get me into a shelter mm-hmm. at that time and then transitioned me into like affordable housing. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I was directed by my doctor to not put Zion into daycare for a year. So the program that I was in supported me, the government <laughs> supported me, Arlington County supported me for mm-hmm. a year mm-hmm. so my daughter could get healthy. And in that year, I felt privileged mm-hmm. and I wanted to take advantage yeah. of being able to be supported while also supporting my child, but also using it as an opportunity to figure out what I really wanted to do. Yeah, Did I really want to go back? to retail? Mm -hmm. Was it possible for me as a single mother? Um, Did I want to go into marketing? I stopped and thought of, considered a lot of different things Mm -hmm. and I tried all of them, honestly. Yeah. You know, I considered going back to retail. Um, I had a friend who worked at a uh, advertising agency in where I close to my home. So Mm -hmm. um, I considered all of those things. But in that time, I dug more into self-care and I think we were having um, a very broad conversation about self we had at that time this is about 2016 Mm -hmm. and at that time on social media that's when we were having this conversation about self-care from the perspective of like bubble baths okay okay (laughs) we had not yet entered into the conversation Mm -hmm. of like Bubble baths are not going to fix you or heal you. Right. We were yeah. just like, oh, girl, take a bath. Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I feel treat that. yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. We had just like, we're on step A. Okay. Um, and so, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So I considered those things. I'm like, let me take care of myself. Let me, um, you know, treat myself well. And, and I was thinking about that and I was seeing um, a lot of black women um, start to become entrepreneurs and make a lot of money. Yeah. And it just seemed like everyone was just living so lavishly and so, mm-hmm. you know, well. Yeah, the soft, soft life. <laughs> soft life. Yeah. Um, and then in that time, I knew that I was inspired by that and I had incorporated some of those practices in my day, mm-hmm. but I wasn't internally well, though. Okay. You know, like yeah. I still wasn't well mm-hmm. and um, I started to think like are we attracted to success like are we success driven are we being money driven are we being I just thought about these things yeah and I wondered if we had forgot about the state of our souls mm-hmm. because we were making the tangible things in life beautiful and well which is good yeah. and needed. Yeah. Um, my environment mattered to me too. So I understood the importance of like being in an environment and creating a life that motivated you to keep going. But I just wasn't sure people, I didn't see people having that in-depth conversation. Like you made a lot of money, but like, are you good now? Yeah. You know? No, yeah, no, that's true. Um, so that was really where my heart was when I started to think about what business I would create. Yeah. I wanted to create a business that allowed people to 
participate in self-care and to be more intentional about the products that they were using mm -hmm. and because I was becoming more intentional about those things. So there was a lot of movements, I think, at that time. There was natural product movement. There was black women entrepreneurship and, and financial increases that were happening. Mm -hmm. The conversation of self-care um, was happening and, and I was just a viewer at that time and I just stepped back and I was just like, okay, um, all of these things are important and there's a deeper aspect mm -hmm. to these conversations. I wanna build a brand that collides them, yeah. a brand where self-care and soul care collides. Yeah. Um, because life is about balance, I think, anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly, <laughs> certainly. Um, and so we needed a balance of that. Like, I wanted to be successful, but I didn't want to be in a mansion sad. Yeah. You no, know? That's very true. Yeah, money does not fix it all. It does not fix it all. It doesn't it all. fix it all. Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I started to create products for myself after after being inspired by way of this very like worldwide conversation of treating yourself well and um, being more intentional about the products that you were using and how that was harmful to our body. So mm -hmm. I started to get into essential oils. Okay. And I thought it was really a beautiful concept that God had made plants and flowers that yeah. could extract oils yeah. and could support you in emotionally. Right. I just thought that that was cool. I, yeah. I, you know, like from a very scientific, nerdy place, <laughs> I studied it, you know? Yeah, that was um, cool. Yeah, I love the diffuser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I started to put these essential oils into the products that I already had, mm -hmm. um, just to kind of just like have them a part of, you know, my world. Um, and then I started to create natural versions of my lotions and so I started to get into just personal for me and my daughter shea butters and sugar scrubs and face oils and hair oils mm -hmm. and body oils you know yeah. um, and so I started to create those products for me and then my friends became interested in the things that I were was using for me and um, on Zion my daughter mm -hmm. and then I got the name and the vision for my business yeah. Um, and it was sultry. So I took the, the traditional word sultry, which means more of like the attractiveness of one's, mm -hmm. from one's sensuality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And which is what I was thinking. I'm like, we're so beautiful, we're so rich, we're so this. Right. But like, do we care about our soul? So I changed the spelling to put soul inside of it mm -hmm. and yeah. made, <laughs> it made it mean the attractiveness of one's soul. Yeah that I'm attracting things um, into my life because of my relationship with God, my trusting in God and the state of my soul, right? And I'm, I'm putting out this energy and I'm putting out faith and I feel more confident about attracting the things that actually belong to me, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that's sort of like how the name and the vision mm -hmm. of my business came about. I took a year off and I was um, recovering <laughs> from life and mm -hmm. I was viewing these various movements mm -hmm. and conversations develop via social media. Mm -hmm. And I applied some of them to my life and realized that I was good at making skincare and I was you know, was interested in essential oils and um, it provoked me to think and to consider like, don't just get caught up in the baths and being beautiful, mm -hmm. but also make sure that your soul is well, like let's do the real work. Mm -hmm. Let's create an, an environment that is at peace enough and calm enough for you to do the ugly work of it all. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so God gave me that name and, and gave me the overall vision to use these products to just create a platform to be able to, to really provoke people or mm -hmm. inspire them to live a more whole and complete yeah. um, lifestyle. Yeah, I love that. I yeah. love that. That's amazing. So 
I know you mentioned a little bit about like you know essential oils and things, and you did you went to design school. So where did the earrings Things enter coming. the chat? Because I love. I mean, I feel like they do something for my soul. Truly, they put together an outfit. I feel like fabulous in love them. It. So would love to yeah hear a little bit about how how you weave that part in. Yeah. So um, I always go back and forth whether or not I want to like skip over the very real, real story about the earrings. Um, because on one end, I am a creative. And at that time, I think I just was subconsciously looking for things to decompress, mm -hmm. which is true. I was decompressing. I was using my hands. I was, you know, not trying to lose myself yeah. and my talents in surviving mm -hmm. my life at that time. And so I entered into a relationship and one day I just woke up and I was just like, oh, I just want to make him something. And so I went on YouTube. At that time, there was no information about uh, polymer clay jewelry. It was just like a couple little older women okay. showing you how to create little pendants. And so I took just like the basic skills of like kneading clay and marbling clay mm -hmm. and made a little necklace, little black and white. I try to make it you know, something that a guy could wear with mm -hmm. what they wear, you know. So I I did a little black and white marble necklace for him, and he wore it every day. So Aww, kind. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. And um, it wasn't the best necklace this one. Oh, <laughs> he was right. very kind to wear it every yeah. day. Okay. <laughs> and it was, it was very... sweet on you. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Um, but because he did that, I was encouraged to keep making, okay. you know, so I'm like, okay, well then I'll make my friends a necklace in, in all their favorite colors, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that's what I did. I made all of my friends, um, in my community, a little necklace that, yeah. that I knew like colors that they enjoy just to make it personal and to be intentional yeah. about it. Um, and then from there, I just sort of created more jewelry as a, um, as moments to decompress and just like jewelry for myself. I still do this to this day. I will, I will still wake up and be like, I need this color, this style, yes, and just wake it that. in the morning. Hey, you know? <laughs> yes, yes, you got earrings for every outfit. Every outfit, you know. <laughs> so that's just sort of was my relationship with it. It was a hobby um, that I was doing at the same time that I was creating mm -hmm. the natural skincare. So I launched my brand with natural skincare. Okay. Yeah. Um, and 2018 online, I, I launched with natural skincare, but I was always making jewelry since 2016, you know. Um, and then one day, after the success of my skincare online, mm -hmm. um, I started to realize that I was developing a lot of anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, just because just to kind of catch us up. So after the year that my daughter um, had grown and she went back to daycare, mm -hmm. I wanted to go into marketing. So I reached out to my friend who got me an interview for a job at an ad agency and just to be exposed in that environment. Mm -hmm. um, I was waiting for that job to come through, so I got a job at Sweetgreen. Okay. And I... <laughs> There's so many things. I feel like I'm like skipping all over the place. The story is so crazy. So um, I got the job. I pursued a job at Sweet Green because I also became a vegan at that time. Okay. So there was, my life was, I was um, creating newness in all facets of my, in my world. Like I was like, this needs to change. Well, if I'm going to be considerate about my skin, then I need to be considerate about what I'm eating. Right. You know, and yeah. if I'm going to be that, then I'm going to do this. And mm -hmm. so it was just like these little teeny life changes that I was making in order to support myself in being more well right. and recovering. And so I got the job at Sweet Green. And I, in my mind, I'm like, this is very humbling. But I mean, if I'm going to work... Like this, at least it'll be an environment that will encourage my new lifestyle of veganism. Right, right. Um, and one thing that I learned really beautiful there was the importance of effective processes okay. 
and I got the opportunity to really um, to meet the founders of Sweet Green. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. that's awesome. Okay. Yeah, all right. And uh, <laughs> they just came into um, the store one day, and I was able to have a conversation with them, and they were telling me like their values. And for me, this was the moment that I realized that the world of corporate and entrepreneurship had changed mm -hmm. and possibilities were endless. Mm -hmm. um, they simply told me that one of their core values was keep it real. Oh, and oh, I was just like, pretty hmm, cool. never. All right. Yeah. Okay, sweet green. All right. <laughs> I was like, corporate America, keep it, keep, keep it real. real. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that. yeah, that small little conversation and that small little thing made me realize, oh no, the world is opening up. Mm -hmm. There are things that are changing and I could do what I literally want to do. I can make a business that speaks true to me and package it all up right. and there will be, I believe that there will be other people that would also align with it. Yeah. So after I left Sweet Green and I landed a job at, at the ad agency, I was surrounded by a lot of young um, professionals mm -hmm. who did not look like me, mm -hmm. but they were young. They were younger than me. They were like 20, 21, 22. Okay. Um, and <laughs> in some ways I'm like, and then the other <laughs> way I'm like, <laughs> I'm like one, my friend looks like me and she's the VP of this agency. So mm -hmm. there's that. Mm -hmm. And number two, um, I realized in some ways if I had not dug myself out of negative thinking, I had a I had a day where I started feeling like I was behind. Mm -hmm. That like if I had more exposure and more opportunities and more resources mm -hmm. and if I came from money, I would not have, you know, taken the paths that I was taking. I would not have allowed my environment to um, make decisions that just did not ultimately serve me. Right. You know, um, but I didn't stay in that thinking. I'm just like, you know what? No, like being exposed to these things says that, I, that they're possible, they're more tangible. Mm -hmm. You know, so like today I'm always really um, intentional about exposing my daughters to certain, certain environments and mm -hmm. taking my sisters or my brother or my family and exposing them to things so that they don't dream about their goals right. in a fantasy type way, but mm. that these things are actually really tangible. Right. Um, and even if there is struggle in politics that you have to navigate and jump over, mm -hmm. it is still very much so tangible. Right. So working at that agency helped me realize that and that's where mm -hmm. I started to like draft a logo and yeah. make labels and mm -hmm. give my products a name that's when I started to like really create branding okay. around my business yeah. um, and I built those that mission and that vision and designed a website I was just prepping but I was slow balling it I wasn't yeah like diving head first in it because I am a little bit of a perfectionist. <laughs> um, but all of those things, working in that environment and being around advertising and um, it was all feeding into like my purpose, Yeah, you know? Um, and so that agency unfortunately lost a very important client to them and so they had to downsize. Mm. And um, Although I was a harder worker, my counterpart was did not look like you and I. So I had to leave. Mm -hmm. And I was very devastated about that. Mm -hmm. um, but I do believe it was it, my time. What I needed from being there, mm -hmm. I got. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and so when I got laid off at that job, I went back to what I knew. I'm like, I'm going back to retail. I'm going to be a store manager. I know I can get that job, like, mm -hmm. easily. Mm -hmm. And so I started to work for South Moon on the National Harbor. Okay. And um, that kind of put me back into the space of, like, on, running a business, the day-to-day, -day, you know, processes of mm -hmm. being an entrepreneur and things like that. Mm -hmm. 
And, um, but I developed a lot of anxiety because I was a single mother now. Even at the agency, I was, that was another reason because my my schedule was a little limited. Like I had to leave at five o'clock okay, to right. go get my daughter from right, from right. daycare. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with retail, not understanding. Like you're gonna open or you're gonna close and someone calls out, you have to be there. And so my life was very like unpredictable and it, mm-hmm. what they required of me went beyond what I could physically do right. as a single mother. Um, and I have support, but like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, like you work Monday through Friday and then Saturday you're going to watch my, every Saturday you're going to watch my daughter for nine hours. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it was hard to ask that too. Mm -hmm. Um, so I developed a lot of anxiety at that time. And so I started to pray. I was like, I, I need to get out of here. I don't know how this is going to be possible this is not sustainable Mm -hmm. I need peace and I want to leave but I want peace from you to you know have me leave and so I stayed there this was 2018 when I started and in 2000 maybe mid 2018 Mm -hmm. um and then I prayed and I was just like Jesus please um and then in 2019 I quit and it was the same day. Mm-hmm. I always tell people now, don't do. <laughs> Please no give me. Yeah. No, ma'am. <laughs> I was so stressed out. But please give the people two weeks notice. Okay. Give them two weeks. Give them two weeks. But for me, I was like, oh, I don't even know. No, I have to today. go today. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I made a promise to myself. I made. A commitment within myself I said if I'm not I'm gonna give myself a year um, and if I'm not disciplined if I'm if I'm not getting up and actively doing things for my brand if I'm not making content if I'm not mm-hmm. you know shopping my products around if I'm not building my business mm-hmm. intentionally and disciplined the way that I would someone else's company yeah. then I'm gonna go back to work and a year is not that long of a time, mm-hmm. you know? And so I was conscious of that. Um, but I never went back by the grace of God because yeah. I was disciplined. I was determined. And I didn't have a whole lot. Yeah, you showed up for yourself. I showed up for myself. And I didn't have a whole lot. I tell people, I started my business maybe with like a little over $100. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have a job when I was saving that money and I, the jobs that I did have didn't pay me a lot of money, you know? So, and I'm coming down off of homelessness. So like, I'm very like scared to spend money, Yeah. but that's trauma, Mm -hmm. you know, that I had to work through and not being able to have a mindset of abundance because I had lived a life of so much struggle of like not being without and just the fear Mm -hmm. of that. And so, um, I have a friend who is a financial, you know, advisor, and yeah. she always is drilling that in me. Like, yeah. you, this decision that you made is because you're not, you lack the mindset of abundance. Mm-hmm. And I need to hear that sometimes because my traumatic experiences will cause me to make decisions about money that are just not wise mm-hmm. or unhealthy, and it doesn't support what God is calling me to do. Right. You right. know, not being willing to invest in myself. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 100%. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, I quit and I started my business with like a hundred, a little over a hundred dollars. And I had these, I bought plastic jars. Okay. I don't know where I bought them. Maybe Amazon. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made labels mm-hmm. for my products out of computer paper. And I'm like, what skill I have that's free is design skill. I went to art school. Mm -hmm. I could use Adobe, you know, so (laughs) I could be a graphic designer. (laughs) Can make it work. (laughs) I can make it work. So Mm -hmm. I designed something that was very, you know, minimalistic and what I felt to be modern at the time and really simple, but it was nice and it was clean. And I was just like, that part I know how to do. Do I have the money to get actual labels? 
No. But because all my products were oil-based, I was I realized that one, I had to figure out a way to stick computer paper to a jar and then also <laughs> protect <True>. it. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> protect it from um, the oil destroying the lettering okay. on the paper. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, so okay. I use shipping mm-hmm. tape, like okay. tape that you would ship your boxes with. Uh-huh. I'm like, it's sturdy, it's clear, you can't really see it, but you could tell, but I was an artist. Yeah. yeah. And so I made it look neat and it was okay. still nice, okay. you know. Okay, okay. But that's what I started with. You know, my first two rounds of of product, the cases of jars and products that I sold were like that. And then I took money that I made, the profit that I made, and was Mm -hmm. able to buy stickers later on. But I started with the skills that I had and the money that I had. And I I started in within. Mm -hmm. You know, I went and I told my family and I told my friends and, you know, with people that were just, I knew would just be, you know, uh, more grateful for how that I did this, yeah. number one. Mm-hmm. And number two, the products was good. Yeah. Like, who cares? Right? That's true. That's true. <laughs> they work. They work. They work. <laughs> you know, so I started internal in my inner circles. Mm-hmm. Until I was able to build, and then I was willing to have more eyes on me. But if you scroll all the way down on Instagram, <laughs> y'all will see them jars <laughs> with them computer paper they labels. Screwed, they are in fact there. And if you can't tell which one it is, that's because I was neat. Hey, look at that. <laughs> hey, hey, it was a professional job. It was, it was professionally job. done. I love it. I love it. I love it. And that's, that's truly a word for. For many entrepreneurs out there, you mm-hmm. you know definitely started with what you had, and you remember to invest in yourself and reinvest in the business so that you can right. continue to grow. So that's awesome. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, that. that's, that's amazing. <laughs> I love that. Um, so now you know Soul Tree is an amazing brand that's expanded now, even into doing workshops and mm-hmm. things like that. So tell me how how do the workshops fit in with your mission and what you're trying to do and where do you see yourself going with it? Yeah. Um, so, actually, I don't think I actually... <laughs> oh, wait, oh, yeah, about the earrings. earrings. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. So, once I started my brand, and right before I got peace to quit my job, mm-hmm. I had... I just had a random thought. Okay. It's really not a lot of whole level, like, structure of, like, how these pieces came together. Mm-hmm. But I just had a random thought... Um, There was a farmer's market that happened across the street from my home every Saturday. And so I was going out there and I was selling my products. Mm -hmm. Um, Those computer paper label products, I was selling them at the Mm -hmm. farmer's market. And I just thought, well, I'll just make some earrings and see see how people feel. Okay. Right? I can't even really remember if I had cards, like earring cards, or if that came later. Mm -hmm. I just remember... I took, you know, a little collection of earrings out there, set them up, and I basically sold out of them. Wow, nice. Yeah, so I didn't post them on Instagram or anything like that. I used farmer's markets as focus groups. Okay, I love that. that. (laughs) So I just wanted to test products there. I would text my natural skincare there, and I just text different uh, branches of my business mm-hmm. at farmers market and just see how people respond and I still do that to this day like I'll make jewelry at a market that Instagram or my website never sees yeah. sorry y'all they do be DMing me <laughs> <Yeah>. about that <laughs> but first you I gotta just, show up in person <laughs> yeah you have to come in person you know um, sometimes it's just me being a creative and just saying I'm going to wake up this morning. I just want to make these earrings really quick. And so I, I don't have time to take pictures of them and give you an opportunity to buy. This is what I'm going to sell today. Um, and then other things, it's just like, let me see how people respond to this a couple of times. Like, mm-hmm. are they interested? Are they too big? Are they too heavy? Are they not the right color? You mm-hmm. know, is it just like, whatever. I just, you know, and then most times people do end up buying them. But... I'm even paying attention to who bought it. 
Okay. You know, yeah. who is yeah. this person? Because they might sit there or they might be really different mm-hmm. um, than the rest of what's on the table. Mm-hmm. And um, for you to want these, it's just very interesting. I'm just like, hmm. And I just take note, you yeah. know. Um, and I let those type of focus groups. But I learned that in college, mm-hmm. going to an art school, and you are building a business. Yeah. And so that was just a class that we took, okay. you know. And yeah. they would encourage us to, like, go to focus groups in college and they actually you know they pay you to go oh yeah yeah top corporation i don't know if they still do that (laughs) yeah i don't know if they still do that but like when i was in college back in 2012 13 not that long ago well 2018 i mean 2008 really is when i started school but back then they were you know they'll have you come in and they'll pay you to go and so they just you know, the school would encourage us to go to experience, you know, take note of the questions, take note of how they're oh, coming okay. up and what they're considering. Mm-hmm. Um, and for you to consider those things, making sure that your product is um, a good product and making sure that, like, your branding yeah. is appealing, yeah. you know, making sure you can use it, right. you know, conveniently. All of those things. So I learned that concept from school, mm-hmm. um, and being exposed to that. Yeah. If I was, if I would have never went, um, I wouldn't have been exposed to certain, you know, subconscious decisions that I was making in the beginning of my mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where that's what happened. I, I sold out, and I was like, okay, well then, I'll make a little collection, and and I'll have a little campaign and introduce this new product via Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, because that was just my platform at the time Mm -hmm. and see how they respond to it and people were really excited and I started to gain a lot of traction and have people follow me that I did not know now in the beginning of entrepreneurship you always believe that like your your closest friends and your family are especially your family are going to be the ones Mm -hmm. um, supporting you and buying all all your product all your inventory right no Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the first skeptics for initially sometimes. It just doesn't happen that way. Mm -hmm. I always tell you know, beginning emerging entrepreneurs, don't have that expectation. Just be grateful when they do. But I quickly realized, I just I believe that God a lot of the times encouraged me in the process, Mm -hmm. and now I'm able to encourage other people to kind of get them to persevere over those very fragile years and months when you are first emerging. Because Mm -hmm. for me, it started to hurt my feelings. I'm like, I make shea butter and you come in here with this yellow (laughs) shea butter from the beauty supply store. Yeah, right, not the authentic stuff. And in my face. (laughs) Right, this guy doing the problem. I was taking things so personal, but it's just Mm -hmm. like, I remember one day just having a thought in my mind like but isn't it really isn't it more dope that like there are people that are starting to follow you and order your products that don't have any obligation to do so yeah it doesn't that more reach and more evidence of like you actually have a good product they're not just buying it because they know you they love you they're rooting for you they're buying it because they like this post on Instagram and they were willing to, to, to buy into what it is that you're doing. They appreciated the brand that you created and they don't know you from nowhere. So, and they're people that have tons of options to choose from, but they chose you. And so I started to realize that it was actually like, I should have a goal Mm -hmm. to reach people who don't know me, but appreciate what it is that I'm offering to them and create a community of people that are beyond my friends and family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that. that's really important. Yeah. Um, and so I, I got encouragement that way. And, um, I built, um, a campaign around the jewelry mm-hmm. and, you know, slowly but surely it just sort of took over. Yeah. Um, that. yeah. And so I just, I left, um, the skincare collection and line. Mm-hmm. I had so many products. But what people really were buying from me was shea butter and jewelry. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't, I'm not really sure if these two mm-hmm. things make sense. Yeah. Hey, but yeah. this is what people want from me. Exactly. 
Um, and so that's what I kept. Okay. I kept shea butter that I still sell today. Okay. One fragrance. Okay. Oh yeah, I got and, the lemongrass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares. That I don't have tropical breeze. That's right. not natural. No. I'm not going to no, make that, not, you know. Yeah. Um, and earrings. So that's sort of like how um, earrings developed over time. And actually, one of the first um, testings before I even launched on Instagram with the earrings, because of where I was in Arlington County, it was right by the courthouse there. Mm-hmm. And so I actually sold a bunch of earrings to the editor of Arlington County Magazine. Oh, very cool. Right? Okay. And I didn't know at the time. She didn't introduce herself that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but a couple months after that, um, she reached out to me to do a story on me, and I was able to awesome. share with her my journey and my um being a part of like doorways, which is a the shelter that I was at in Arlington County, mm-hmm. and doing work for them, and being able to tell this story of like, you know, I was homeless, and with the support of of doorways, I was able to start this business. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the next year, it was able to do another article about where I where I was starting from and where I was headed and that I had like sustained this business and that I was growing it now um and so yeah I'm gonna reach out to them soon and I'm gonna be like here's an update right here's here's the next article make make yourself a regular make myself a regular keep following the you know my journey Um, so yeah, the, the earrings were just like organically and I, and I just tested it at a a farmer's market and it was successful there. So I just kept selling and kept creating. That's awesome. Well, I'm loving them. They're they're amazing. And then we also get the opportunity to make our own. So how does that, Mm -hmm. how does, you know, your overall mission with Soul Tree, how did that lead into you wanting to create the, the workshops? Yeah. So on Instagram for me personally seems like. Um, I think it's for the type of person that I am. I think I'm more of a conversationalist. Mm -hmm. And I'm very intentional about everything that I do with my brand. But it's not necessarily um, the narration of my company. Mm -hmm. And I think the first two years, I literally just made a post about this. But the first couple years of my brand, I knew that the magazines were running that story. And I knew that it was inspiring and impactful and it granted me, it didn't make me a lot of money the way my family thought, mm-hmm. but it created a lot of opportunities for me to make money yeah, that's true. Um, because of the story, mm-hmm. because of the story of being resilient and like being homeless and now running this business. You know, it gives people hope. It gives people um, joy and they are, they admire your strength yeah. when you're willing to show people like where you where you started from but it wasn't something that I was willing to be the face of my brand Mm -hmm. so I was very stubborn about like I'm not telling like go read the you can read the article I have it available you know I'm not hiding it Mm -hmm. but I didn't want that part of my life to be the the sole reason why people supported me or the sole reason Mm -hmm. why I was um becoming successful I think I was like an artist artist you know I was a creative creative and mm-hmm. I'm like I feel like I took a her approach the singer yeah. her uh-huh, and uh-huh. how we didn't know who she was right but we knew her music we knew right. her art and she okay. wanted it to she wanted that to speak for itself first mm-hmm. and so I'm like I didn't I wasn't inspired to do that but you know after a while I'm like yeah that's kind of what I did yeah you know I was like this story I know could take me further mm-hmm. in some ways, mm-hmm. but I wanted to first prove to myself and to see the response of others of how they felt just about my art. Yeah. But I had always been very intentional behind the scenes. And so I think um, in the same conversation when we're talking about our ourselves, mm-hmm. it's the same thing that I believe with my business. Right. So. On the outside of me, I could have a beautiful outfit on, Mm -hmm. but if you look at me, I'm dead in my eyes. Mm -hmm. You know, my aura is still defeated Mm -hmm. because internally I'm not well. 
but I look, I'm dressed up though. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same thing in the inverse, you know, it's like, I am, I present these things to you and also you feel my spirit, you feel my aura, you feel, you look at me and you see that I'm well. Mm-hmm. And those things just go together. So even though I wasn't narrating the soul Mm -hmm. behind my business or the heart behind my business or all the women that you see on my page are not models and there's no production. And I did that intentionally. Mm -hmm. That was an idea that I believe God gave me to do my purpose behind the scenes. And that was to inspire and encourage women to be confident and love themselves. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, you show up to a shoot and you are not a model, you're nervous. They were all super, they're like, (laughs) is this sultry? (laughs) You know? And um, there's no makeup crew. There's no big fancy camera. I took all these pictures with my iPhone and yet they were still so beautiful. And I was able to be like, no, this is you. And so by the end of that photo shoot, every single woman did not, no one ever left under the impression that they had when they first came in. Mm -hmm. And I quickly learned, oh, I'm doing the work inside the work. And even though people don't see this, like I I didn't create a video about me doing that. I didn't announce that. I'm not Mm -hmm. writing that in in captions. Mm -hmm. It's just that I think people felt it. You know, they could feel the heart behind what I was doing, even though I wasn't saying it. And so now in my business, I'm at a space where I feel more um, provoked, you know, by God and in my community Mm -hmm. to actually verbalize the story and actually verbalize my intention and my heart behind what it is that I'm doing. And so... With the workshops, it allows me to get people in the room and have conversations with them, Mm -hmm. to actually pour into them, them being able to show up in a space that is not only aesthetically pleasing. Mm -hmm. You know, my friends always tell me that about my house. Like, your house is so peaceful, and somehow we always end up into deep conversations when you come to my house. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a gift to be able to cultivate an environment where people feel safe enough Mm -hmm. and at at ease enough to really share because honestly you came to a workshop with me and I'm like now tell everybody how you're pouring into yourself (laughs) but you have already been in an environment that felt safe yeah you know where you like you felt seen and you felt supported or whatever the case may be it's just Mm -hmm. a gift so people are able and willing to like share close things about themselves to other people, you know? And so the workshops really allow me to give people um, an activity that's unique, something outside of happy hours and paint nights that we've already done a billion times, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And that, you know, the drinks don't come home with you and the painting is always in the closet or underneath the bed, (laughs) never on your wall. 100%. Yeah, 100%. I got a few of those. (laughs) But earrings that you made that actually turn out beautiful, you're going to wear them and you're going to remember that day. And my hope is that you also remember what you committed to. You said you were going to show yourself love this way. Um, And so it's really about giving people a space to decompress and do something unique, but it also allows me to live more on purpose and bringing people together Mm. and pour into them and and to encourage them. And yeah, Yeah. that's what I've been doing the whole time, Mm -hmm. Um, like in spirit. But now it's like, I'm really doing it yeah. on, on the forefront. Yeah, I love that. I love that. <laughs> I think that's so important to have a space where you can, you know, have those conversations and feel open. Because I feel like, especially, you know, within, you know, communities that look like us, we don't, mm-hmm. we don't really have those free and open spaces that make us feel safe, and we don't feel like we can, you know, express the things that are making us anxious or making us, you know, feel worried or down, mm-hmm. and that just kind of, you know festers inside of us and when we can have that space to be able to just open up with somebody be able to you know 
put that weight, you know, a little bit, you know, as just out there yeah. and also, you know, have those encouraging conversations that help us build up ourselves. I think that's, I think that's so important. Yeah. So you're doing some Because it's work. a collide, right? Like you already did your part of investing mm -hmm. and treating yourself to the mm -hmm. self-care portion mm -hmm. by buying a ticket and coming. And then it collides with the soul care once you get there. Yeah. And so you're able to walk away with those things. I always, every class, there's always a, a, a handful of black women that live in my community, Arlington. Mm -hmm. That is not, you know, primarily made up of black women. Right. Um, and so, but they're always so grateful that I am creating a space and an, and an um, a workshop or an event, whatever you want to call it, activity um, or space like that in as a black woman mm -hmm. in that community yeah. that we don't have to go outside of anywhere mm -hmm. it's just like this is where i live yeah this is where i am mm -hmm. and i know other women other black women will travel to come see me mm -hmm. but also there are black women in this area and we're going to continue to find ourselves in spaces a little bit more spread out too because yeah. We are becoming more successful. We are able to move out of places that have low vibrations. And it's not me abandoning a space that built me, but it just carries a low vibration that I don't, like my, my environment matters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, 100%. You know, and so we're going to continue to see ourselves in spaces like that, but the activities and the things are not yet caught up mm -hmm. to being for us yeah. um, and so I am very determined about uh, staying yeah. in that community and creating things yeah. uh, for my community that is there it's open to everybody but yeah. you know it's understood between right. the two of us mm -hmm. yeah yeah 100%, 100%. I love to I see love a room it. that one day will look like heaven but at the same time, when, mm -hmm. when there's workshops where there's only all black women there, mm -hmm. there is a joy that I'm yeah. like, thank yeah. you, God. Joy. Like, you yeah. know, for thank you immaculate. for supporting me. Mm -hmm. The vibes are good. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited to see black women come and support themselves and, and treat themselves and, and take care of themselves and be open and, to that conversation. It's all like a mutual encouragement that happens. Yeah, no, yeah. certainly, certainly. I appreciate you sharing just everything that you've shared today. This has been <laughs> truly amazing. Um, I've definitely learned some things, so I hope people are taking notes. Yeah. Definitely some good things to <laughs> note, whether you're an entrepreneur or a healer, you know, a healing journey or, mm -hmm. you know, both. Um, you know, definitely a lot to take away. So I'm just curious, what, what do you see for the future of Soul Tree? Do you have any exciting things yes. that you, you're working on or some, you know, some focus groups that you think you want to uh, <laughs> do in the future? Yeah, so there's so many things that are coming up for Soul Tree. So, um, the number one thing that's on my agenda is definitely to share my story more and to support more emerging um, women into entrepreneurship. And so one thing that I've um, recently joined, I became a sustainer um, for a, um, what we would like to call a giving cir circle. Okay. And it's called the Tana Fund. So a good friend of mine, Shannon, she created this. Um, because in communities of color, we do typically have giving circles. We come together for a need. Mm -hmm. And that's what we know how to do. Our community knows how to survive right. and stay afloat. And so um, it was really important for me to be a sustainer um, with the Tana Fund because it's about helping emerging black women entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And so that's so vulnerable, sensitive time in my life. When I started my, I had this vision, mm -hmm. I had the name right. that was given to me, but I had a little bit of money mm -hmm. and not everybody even has the privilege. That's why I say it was a privilege mm -hmm. to be supported on the back end so that mm -hmm. I can scrape together just enough mm -hmm. to start my business. But not everybody has that privilege and mm -hmm. we want to be able to support black women who have we meet, I meet so many women with great ideas and great product ideas, but one, they're either, they don't know where to start mm -hmm. to launch, mm -hmm. um, or they just don't have the privilege to save enough money for their startup costs. Oh, yeah. 
Um, and so that's what this fund is for. A lot of times we see grants for black women entrepreneurs that are really important mm -hmm. for brands that have already done the grind and um, they've reached a certain level of success. But we want to we want to nurture those beginnings and, and continue to keep that cycle of entrepreneurship. We don't want anybody left behind. Yeah, There's yeah. so many more black women out there with great business ideas and they just need support at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. um, and so that is one thing that I'm doing. I'm, I'm going to continue to, we're just getting started. And so we're, we're growing this fund and we have amazing um, women that are a part of this uh, group and, um, I'm going to do everything that I can with my platform to bring it forward because I believe in it. And that's also going to create a pipeline for me to, you know, not only just say apply for this grant and you win this money, mm -hmm. but you actually get empowered with knowledge and resources, tangible yeah. resources, not just saying, oh, it's possible. Right. You can go on Instagram and read a quote and know it's possible, mm -hmm. but we want to give you actual resources and put yes. you in contact with actual people and give you actual um, opportunities some and, action behind it. Yeah. and put some action behind it. And also the women who applied and didn't get the grant, mm -hmm. but like, okay, you didn't get this money, but let's talk about what it is that you've gotten done so far. Mm -hmm. Let's set the groundwork because that's what I did before I put bought anything. I had about a year and a half of just thinking it through, yeah. building a logo, yeah. figuring out my brand and having those conversations. And then once you get the money, you know exactly what you're buying. Right. You know exactly what you're spending it on. Yeah. Um, and so the town of fun is a beautiful thing. Um, coaching, emerging um, entrepreneurs is the second thing. And then continuing to build my workshops, yeah. you know, and just making that a space where it's just like, it's like a, it's fun for me. It's like, that's hits my purpose head, head on. Um, and so continuing to build the self-care workshop that happens once a month and being able to travel, you yeah. know, I see it in Atlanta <laughs> and in LA yes. and yes. New York and why not? We're going on tour. Right. Yeah. You know, I love that tour, like a workshop tour, <laughs> a workshop right. tour, um, because people know that they're going to come and, and experience soul care, not just self care, mm -hmm. you know, and that's what I believe will bring people out. But also, just you know, having a mindset of, of abundance and doing more B two B work and offering these in corporate settings because it's stiff yeah. and it's not creative right. or unique yeah. a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, I've been there, true. and I have friends who are still there. Right, right. and um, I want to be able to meet that need of like at unique activities for people to team build and decompress. Yeah. Um, especially after the pandemic and wellness departments being built mm -hmm. and um, yeah, people coming back into the building yeah. these days. I want to be able to service that. Um, and then the last thing is just my own storefront. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so I've been looking for a space for like two years now, but um as a black woman entrepreneur, it is very hard. Mm -hmm. The politics that you navigate mm -hmm. are uh, mind-blowing. And I don't know in the beginning if I was really prepared, but um, I don't know. I always walk away saying, well, you know, they got the right one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, because mm -hmm. the community in my zip code, that are there's maybe one or two uh, black men-owned businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, that you would have to dig and, and find to find. Mm -hmm. um, but there are not, there's not a community of, of a black entrepreneurship in my zip code. Mm -hmm. And that's where I want to be. Yeah. And the community, the people that live there mm -hmm. are in supportive, but there's a lot of politics. Mm -hmm. On the other, on the, on the unseen side of things that I am currently navigating. And that's a challenging, and it could be, exhausting and defeating and it's just like oh my gosh like yeah yeah i it, mm -hmm. i didn't realize it was really this serious right. you have the money and still no yeah it's yeah. still an uphill battle it mm -hmm. is still an uphill battle mm -hmm. um but i am resilient mm -hmm. i do not give up easily yes yeah. <laughs> you know 100%. and i will absolutely have a location i will continue to believe in myself and continue to um, partner with other people that look like me or don't mm -hmm. that believe in what it is that I'm doing mm -hmm. 
to make that happen and then I'll shut down the black and roll party. Yes. <laughs> we'll have a good it. cookout. Yes. Oh yes, for sure. Yes. Love a good cookout. Uh-huh. hundred percent. The best way to celebrate. Straight in Allerton County. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. But I really appreciate you sharing. I guess here's very last thing I want to ask you is, I guess, what's what's one thing that you, you know, want to let people out there know about self and soul care and, you know, something that you think, you know, maybe was a turning point for you in your journey, but could maybe inspire others to, to do the same, to really take that, take that time to take care of themselves. Yeah, I think it's a domino effect that happens, I think. Um, that sometimes self-care can seem like self-righteousness or selfishness. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that um, God says love each other the way that you love yourself. Mm -hmm. Love each other the way I love you. Um, and so if I am supposed to be putting out love and putting out positivity into the world onto others, mm -hmm. Um, I can only put out the way that I put in, right. right? And so I think it's important for people to participate in self-care and to have self-love mm -hmm. because ultimately I believe life is, is about serving others. And I can't serve you well if I am not well. Mm -hmm. And so pour into yourself um, because it does, it creates a lighter and a more positive life for yourself. Mm -hmm. So you're getting something out of this, yes. but ultimately it allows you to spread love and, and spread positivity and to and serve people well and to love people well. Um, and to combine that with soul care, it's just necessary. You are not just physical being, you are a spiritual being. Yeah. And so you have to be willing to tend to both deities of yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, if one is neglected, you are malfunctioning. Your life is going to reflect that um, because out of your heart, your life flows. And your heart is the spiritual aspect of you. You know, it's the internal working of who you are. Um, so it will show up in your life. And I think that for me, it's not like having a premature baby or being and ended up homeless was not the first struggle of my mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. But like you said, it was a big struggle and a turning point where I realized, no, I don't just want to survive through this this time. Right. I want to like survive this and then come out on the other side living. Yeah. I'm, I'm tired of just like making it through mm -hmm. and being strong enough to get through. That's why self-life Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is a beautiful thing for for the strong friend yeah. you know give yourself permission uh -huh. to need advice need help mm -hmm. and not just do all the work yourself and live you know I think in our community we are there is a glorification of survival mm -hmm. of being in survival mode mm -hmm. And I think that you can neglect survival mode and just live and still be strong and still provide for your family and make a legacy and mm -hmm. make things happen. You do not have to be in survival mode to get things done. Yes. Um, and so for me, those two things are colliding and they're important because they make up me. They service and serve both both parts of myself so that I am well, I'm living, not just surviving in my life. Mm -hmm. My relationship with God is healthy so that I can have clarity on where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I get to pour all of that in, back into the world and onto other people. Um, so that's why those things are you know, important to me and why I continue to have that conversation like don't remember because it's a it is a lot yeah. you know mm -hmm. and so it's good when you're able to do those things and have fun yeah you know doing it so the workshops are a, a, a sweet way to kind of get people to see like you need both parts of these but you're having fun doing it because it can be a heavy conversation sometimes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but it's all work it worth it and it, and it pays off and yeah. Yeah, ultimately, it's, it, your 
you're dealing with the heaviness Mm -hmm. of that conversation either way. Right. So you might as well just do something or Mm -hmm. um, face it head on and be more effective and not just have it doing its own thing. Because then it gets crazy. Yeah, that's that's 100%. You let it run wild and it will run. It will (laughs) run. And it will be wild. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So that's yeah. good for me. Okay, that's perfect. Well, thank you so much. I've I've learned so much. I appreciate <laughs> you you joining us today. This is this has truly been amazing. So make sure that you look out for Sultry. Follow him on Instagram. You yeah. want to definitely check out the website. And if you're in the DMV area, but hopefully soon, you know, <laughs> with the workshop tour, uh, make sure that yes. you sign up for a workshop. It's amazing. You walk away with a wonderful pair of earrings. So, and you get an opportunity to buy some more of hers, which are amazing. So, thank you. So yeah. So so, so thank you so much again, Khadija, for, for joining me. us, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right, y'all, I hope you enjoyed that episode just as much as I did. Make sure you follow the Silver Spoon Pod on Instagram and TikTok to join the conversation. Slide into the comments and let us know what you're doing to pour into yourself. One way that I love to pour into myself is through travel, and we're going to be talking all about it throughout this next season. Make sure you subscribe and share with a friend so you can both get your weekly spoonful of the abundant life you deserve. Until next time.